Lord, we thank you that you are sovereign over us. Lord, we, we look to you. We trust you, Lord, that you're in charge. Lord, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Lord, we thank you that you got the whole world in your hands. Lord, we, we trust you. Forgive us for fretting. Forgive us for worrying. Lord, just help us to keep our eyes on you. Lord, we would just look to you and trust you. Lord, we just thank you. Lord, that you're always faithful. Lord, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Today we're going to look at a parable, and it's the parable of the sower, and it's found in Matthew, the 13th chapter. Now I'm going to begin with the first verse. We're, we're going to look at that. On the same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea. And great multitudes were gathered together to him. So they got into a boat, and he sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. And he sowed some seed, and it fell by the wayside. And the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up, but because they had no depth of the earth. But when the sun came up, and they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. The disciples came to Jesus, and they said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? And Jesus said, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it has not been given. For whoever has, to him more will be given. And he who has abundance, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophets Isaiah had said, Hearing you will hear, Hearing, you will hear, and you will not understand, and seeing, you will see, and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing, their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For assuredly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see and to hear what you hear, and did not hear it. Therefore hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away that which was sown in his heart. This is he who received the seed by the wayside. But he receives the seed on stony places. This is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulations or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. But he who receives seed on the ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundred, some sixty, and some thirty. So it says Jesus, he told parables. And it's interesting, he says, some people couldn't hear it. Some people couldn't, couldn't see it. And, you know, over the years, 
there's been times when I've noticed, you know, and I, I think, well, I don't know if I should say that because I don't know if somebody, you know, I might, they, you know, what I found is there's a lot of things I say nobody hears. <laughs> and, and I don't mean, I mean, it's just, it's like, it's like, it's not my place to worry about it because, you know, if they're supposed to hear it, they'll hear it. And if not, they won't hear it, you know. And Jesus, that's what he says, you know. Some people say they have eyes can't see and ears can't hear. You know, we need to pray, Lord, open our eyes, help us to hear, help us to see, help us to understand, you know. Because so he told parables, and as he told parables, some people just missed it. They probably thought, well, what was that all about? What was he talking about? So, you know, we've been talking about evangelism, witnessing, and, and uh, as I look at this parable, it talks about a sower, you know, and a sower is somebody who shares the gospel, who shares the word of God. They go out and they sow. They spread. You know, the picture here was somebody that just threw the seeds out. They just sowed. They just went and sowed. There was seed, which is the word of God. They sowed seed, which is the word of God. And it fell on soil. It fell in people's hearts. And Jesus said, you know, sowers go out and sow. They sow seed. They sow the word of God. And that seed falls on people's hearts. And so if we look at this parable, we're all in this parable somewhere. All of us are some kind of soil, so everybody is some kind of soil. You know, the parable is about a sower, but he says he went out to sow different kinds and fell in different kinds of soil. And everybody is a different kind of a soil. And as Christians, you know, we think about, well, it's, about us sowing, and that is very true, but it's also about, I think, maybe reflecting on, well, what kind of soil am I? What kind of soil am I in all this? Um, So we're going to look at some of the soils here. It says, first of all, it says there's some seed that falls by the wayside. You know, you you went out and sowed, and, and it just fell off to the side. And it says that that place is where birds can come up and just pick it up and take it, and it just has no effect. I would assume my picture is that soil is pretty hard. It's a place where soil can't or seed can't penetrate. You know, it's a place where it just there's nothing happens, and it's just quickly taken away and it, it's gone. It's gone. So, you know, it's it's a soil that's not productive at all. Um, it doesn't even come close. You know. And there might be people sometimes you share with that you, you sow the seed and nothing happens. You know, nothing happens. It just falls by the wayside. It's quickly taken up. It's quickly taken up. And then it says there's some seed that falls on stony places. Now, stony places have some, some dirt. They're stony, but they, there is some dirt. This reflects on people who receive the word with joy. They're just all excited. They seem happy to hear the word of God. There's something about it that sounds good to them. And you see immediate growth. It says it it grows up, it comes up. You see immediate growth. Probably looks good. Probably, you know, that seed probably looks pretty good at first. Um... This is usually people who are kind of impulsive in their decisions. You know, there are people who are kind of like impulsive in a decision. Or there are people who are kind of like, well, maybe I'll just try this and see. And you may sow a seed and they go, well, you know, that sounds kind of good. Maybe I'll try that. 
Now, I'm not, you know, I've, I've often thought about this, and I'm, I'm not saying 100% one way or the other, but, you know, I think it's okay to tell people, well, try God. The downside of that is try God and then what? If he doesn't do what I want, I walk away. I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of like try him, and then if I don't get the results I want, it must not work. But I think there's people that approach Christianity and the gospel that way. Well, they'll say, well, I believe that. I prayed about it, and God didn't do what I wanted. He didn't do, he didn't do it the way I wanted. He didn't answer my prayers the way I wanted. And so for a while, they may look like they're really becoming a Christian or they really made a decision. But as soon as a lot of times maybe excitement wears off, you know, maybe. And that's, that's one of the downsides, I think, of presenting the gospel as exciting and trying to sell the gospel as, wow, you know, trust God and your life's all going to get better. You know, trust God and everything will smooth right out. You know, trust God and why you'll just have everything you want. Well, that sounds good. And I guess if you're selling cars, that may work. But, you know, when it comes to the gospel, you know, what we need is a commitment, not buying something for the excitement. Or maybe sometimes I think people can kind of come to church and and they'll kind of like, oh, you know, they're really nice people. I kind of like it. You know, I feel better when I come to church. Well, I appreciate people feeling better when they come to church. Honestly, once in a while, you ought to go home not feeling so good. <laughs> you know, it's not always about, oh, I come to church. I've heard people say, well, I, I didn't go to church last week. You know, my, my week just wasn't right. I'm like, really? So your week is dependent upon you coming here. And what? Is that the only time you hear the word of God? Is that the only time you pray? Is it my job to make you happy every time you come to church? You know, is that what I'm here for? So I just make sure everybody's happy, you know, and you go home feeling good. You're, oh, man, I feel better. I can make it through the week. You know, I can sell that. Say, yeah, and then come back next Sunday and we'll fill your tank again. And you can make it through the week. That's not the gospel. That's not the gospel. You know, that's not what Jesus says. Matter of fact, he says that we're going to have some tribulation. He says, you know, they persecuted me, so what makes you think they're not going to persecute you? Oh, well, we just don't talk about that. You know, we want everybody to be happy, so we're not going to talk about that. You know, we're not going to talk about when Jesus comes back, he said things are going to get worse before I come back. Because that sounds negative, doesn't it? Things got to get worse before Jesus comes back. I would rather just think, just think everything goes good. We're all happy. And then he comes back and just takes me on to heaven. It even gets better. You know, what a good deal. It's happy here. It gets better and you go to heaven. Now we're all happy. You know, that's sell, you know, it's, but that's not the message. And so some people, when they hear the message and when things get tough and a commitment's required, they kind of go away. That was more than they were looking for. They weren't really looking for that kind of a commitment. Another seed falls among thorns. This one, they receive the word, they grow. You know, again, you got growth. There's some growth, there's some activity. Positive direction, looks good. And after a period of time, 
thorns come and choke out the seed. And it says thorns are, are things of the world. What things? Well, the things around us that pull us away. Money and wealth can pull you away. You know, money and wealth can pull you away. Recreation can pull you away. Having to have leisure time can pull you away. Because, you know, isn't life just all about having fun? You know, isn't that what it is? It's just about having fun? What I want to do? You know? I saw something the other day that, you know, you, I don't know, it was promoting retirement. And and it was saying, you know, you work 50 years and struggle, and then you get 10, 11 years to retire and enjoy yourself. I want to tell you something. You better start enjoying yourself now. You know, you better learn to enjoy working, or you enjoy whatever state you're in, you enjoy working, you enjoy retirement, you enjoy wherever you're at. And retirement isn't just about you. It's not just about leisure. You know, like, okay, I, I finally can just do what I want. You know, you can do some things you want, but it's not all about that. You know, but all of a sudden the cares of the world, the things that other people get to do. Maybe sometimes we look at other people and we think, wow, look what they get to do. I wish I, you know, I don't get to do that. You know. I enjoy going to church on Sunday. You know? I enjoy, you know? And and the world, what's the world say? Well, Sunday's no longer God's day. It's my day. That's what the world says. It's my day. It's my day to do what I want. It's a free one. We also we all of a sudden got an extra free day for me. You know? And so all of a sudden the cares of the world, cares of the world start to come in. And there's no evidence. There's no evidence all of a sudden of growth. There's no evidence of following Christ. There's no evidence of fruit in their life. Notice that all these, all these situations, none of them produce fruit. None of those seeds got to a point where they produced fruit. Okay? Only one seed, only one soil produces fruit. Only one soil produces fruit. The rest of them maybe attempt to get there. They attempt to get to a point that they should, but they just don't quite make it. So when you sow seed, you're going to get all kinds of results. You're going to get all kinds of results. People are going to make decisions. People are going to decide what they want to do. And sometimes that can be discouraging. Sometimes you can think, well, why even bother? If I'm going to sow seed and people are going to walk away, don't even grow, they're going to get taken in. Why even bother? You know, doesn't that seem like a waste of time? Am I just wasting my time? It says the sower went out to sow. He didn't, he didn't give thought to, wow, I wonder if all this seed's going to grow. So he didn't, he, he didn't, doesn't indicate that he contemplated that at all. The sower just went out and sowed. And I believe that's what we do. We sow. And we're going to get different results. Now, some falls on good soil. Some falls on good soil. That's what we like to hear. You know, they hear the word, they follow Christ, and they produce fruit. 
You know, fruit is pretty important. There's a lot of people that claim to be Christians that don't produce any fruit. I wonder if that's biblical. It's not. It's not. Now, it doesn't say we all produce the same fruit. It says some 100, some 60, some 30. We produce different amounts of fruit. But it says we all produce fruit. We all produce fruit. If we follow Christ. If we follow Christ. So I believe that's a strong indication that there needs to be fruit. A lot of people claim to be Christians that don't produce any fruit. Now, you and I aren't the judge. Someday that'll all be judged. But the Bible says, by their fruit, you will know them. So you ought to see some fruit. It ought to produce something. Something. And the fruit is talked about here is God's word being spread in people's lives and people making decisions. You know, becoming Christian. That that's the fruit that we get when we sow seed. And so we being sowers, we go out and we sow. And we sow. Now, that looks different. You know, that looks different in all kinds of people, in all kinds of ways. But no matter how different it looks, at some point, the Word of God has to be sown in people's hearts. If all we sow is friendship, or all we sow is, come to my church, it's fun, or come to my church, it's whatever. If that's all we sow, that's not going to bring you fruit. It's not going to bring fruit. I'm not saying it's bad things. I think we should be friendly to people. That can be part of sowing. That can give us opportunity to sow. But until the word of God is spread, people can't change. They have to hear the word of God. Somehow, somewhere, either through you or somebody else or when they come to church, somewhere they have to hear the word of God. The word of God has to penetrate their hearts. And then it grows. It says that seed that's sown then grows. Doesn't say how fast it has to grow. You know, sometimes sometimes we like to grow a little faster. You know, I've shared this before, but you know, when I farmed, I was a bad one because when I put seed in the ground, in two days I'm digging it to see if it's doing what it's supposed to do. You know, just curious, wonder if it's growing. And I'd get out there and I'd dig it. Of course, every time I dig one up, I'd ruin it. You know, but but you know, but I wanted to know. I planted this seed. Is it growing? <laughs> and my dad would always just chuckle and he'd go, Well, of course it's growing. You put seed in the ground and it grows. Irregardless of what Mr. Bloomberg thinks. <laughs> As a farmer, I had to say that. I you know, I don't know. But you know. I mean, you know, it grows. Well, that's the way it is with the Word of God. That's the way it is with the Word of God. Maybe sometimes we pick at it too much. You know, we just need to sow it and then let it grow. Sometimes you pick at it, you might mess the seed up a little bit as Christians. You know, you put it, you know, somebody starts to grow, and what do we do? Well, you're not doing this right. Well, you're not doing that right. Well, you ought to do this. Well, this is a, and we pick at it, and then pretty soon they go, leave me alone. You know, 
So we plant seed. And then if nothing else, if you want to pick at it, try praying. Try praying. You know, pray for people. You know. So what do we do? Well, I think first of all, as you think about this parable, I think we have to look at our own hearts. Okay, Lord, where am I in this whole scheme of things? We're all some kind of soil. We're all some kind of soil. You know, what kind of soil am I? Am I growing? Am I fruitful? Am I becoming what God wants me to be? Am I doing what he wants me to do? You know? And then I think we have to see that we sow. We go out and we sow. And I think the picture to me is we sow a lot. The more seed you can sow, the better your chances. You sow a lot. You know, sometimes, here's what I do. I'm not saying you should. Here's what I do. Sometimes I pick my soil. Well, if it's going to grow on good soil, let's pick, let's just plant it on good soil. Let's not waste it on this guy because I don't think he's going to respond. And I think this person looks like they would respond, so I'm planting my seed over here. You can't tell who's going to respond. You can't tell. Just so. Because you, you don't know, and you can't figure it out. And you will be surprised sometimes. You'll be surprised. And that's okay, because that's not our responsibility. Our job is to sow. Why do people get tired or discouraged when they sow? Why, why do we get tired? Well, part of the reason is we think every seed's supposed to grow. See, that's why we, and we get discouraged. Well, I went out once and I took one seed and I planted it. Nothing happened, so that's it. I'm not doing that again. Just so. Just so. Let God's word have effect wherever it has effect. You know, trust him. Pray about it. Pray about it. Ask the Holy Spirit to work. That's key. Ask the Holy Spirit to work. But Lord, just help me to be willing to sow. Help me to be willing to sow. Sow seeds, your word. Wherever I get opportunity, wherever I get a chance. You know, help me to sow. Maybe sometimes we ought to be a little more deliberate. Not even when I get opportunity and take, have, get a chance. Maybe I should just take opportunity sometimes. You know, I think sometimes we're a little more reluctant than we should be. You know, we're a little more cautious than we should be. The sower doesn't sound too cautious here. You know, he's just, <laughs> he's out there throwing seed, you know. And trust God that, you know, It'll grow where it's supposed to grow. And you just, you just can't always guess. You can't guess what people are going to do. You just can't guess. I want to read from Psalms 126, 5 and 6. It says, Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. And that's where the song Bringing in the Sheaves comes from. For those of you that are 70 and older, <laughs> you know, my dad, my dad, I always remember my dad, he, he, he didn't grow up in a church. And that was one song that really impressed him when he started going to church was Bringing in the Sheaves. What's that talking about? It says they went out to sow. 
And it says they sow in tears, but they reap in joy, but they continue to go forth weeping. They don't stop bearing seed for sowing and doubtless come again with rejoicing, bring the sheaves with them. So the idea, the picture is you just sow and sow no matter what, no matter how you feel, no matter the results, you keep sowing and then eventually bring in the sheaves. They, they, you know, that comes. Some seed falls on good soil. And the seed that falls on good soil bears fruit. And that's how God's kingdom spreads. That's how it grows. That's, that's growth. Church growth is not getting people in a building. It's not getting people in a building. I can do lots of things to get people in a building. If I got enough money, I could fill this place. Because all I got to do is give away gifts and everybody else show up. You know, you know, hey, we got prizes when you come to, you know. You know, filling a building is not the issue. It's about the kingdom of God being received and growing. And that's different than buildings. It's different than organizations. It's a kingdom. It's God's kingdom. And so we go forth and we sow and we sow. And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 9, 6, it says, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows abundantly will also reap abundantly. This goes into a lot of areas of our life. But I want to talk about evangelism. If you don't sow much seed, you're not going to see much harvest. It's proportionate. If you go and sow wherever you have opportunity, you have a lot more chance for a harvest. But if you don't sow, you're not going to see a harvest. Or if you sow sparingly, say, well, I'm just going to share with one person. or I'm maybe here or I'll wait. You know, sometimes, well, I'll pray and Lord, show me who to share with. That's OK. But I don't think two years later, you ought to still be praying the same prayer. OK, sometimes I think the Bible is a little more clear that we ought to be a little more deliberate about it, that it's what we do. It's what we do. We become fruitful, and by sowing seed, people grow and produce more fruit, and it multiplies. It multiplies. And it can multiply. I mean, the God's kingdom, it don't add and subtract. It, don't add, it multiplies. You know, it's, it's growth, and that's what God intends for the church to do. And when that doesn't happen, when the church, God's people, don't sow, you won't see any fruit. And if the world changes around us, it's not because of the world, it's because God's people didn't sow. Because what we want to do, we want to get mad at the world because they turned their back on God and they're going a different direction. That's what the world does. That's who they are. I mean, that's, Almost normal. What's supposed to happen is Christians are supposed to sow and then that seed produces fruit and it changes things. It changes lives. It changes families. It changes communities. It changes the world. God so loved the world. And so we sow. We sow in different places. We sow in different ways. 
you know, we support missionaries that sow in different places, and that's part of it. I don't want to minimize that, but that's not an excuse for you and I not sharing. Okay? I mean, we got, we got missionaries in France that we support. We got um, one that goes to Vietnam and all over the Middle East. Um, we've got uh, the group in Kentucky. Um, I'll miss some of them. Anyway, the Pregnancy Center, the Gideons. Going, and we, we support missions, people who are sowing seed. And we should support others who are going places that you and I can't go. But there are places that you and I can't go that they're not going to go. There's places you go that I can't go. There's people that you talk to that I don't talk to. And so as individuals, then we all need to sow. We need to sow. Sow where you're at. Sow where you're at, where you get opportunity. And sometimes take opportunity. Don't be obnoxious, but sow. Sow the word, you know. Sow the word. Because that's the only way we're going to see fruit. It's the only way where the kingdom of God grows. And so it's up to you and me. You know, up to you and me. What are we going to do? What should we do? What should I do? How should I do it? And we're going to, next week, I'm going to try and give some practical, practical things about how we sow. Try to, you know, you, sometimes you need to get it down to where, okay, I can do this. Or, okay, that, that helps me. You know, I'm going to try to think of things that help us. Okay? So I just encourage you, you know, look for opportunities to sow. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, we, we pray that you just help us to see, Lord, that, that it's not our job, it's our privilege to sow. Lord, that it's our desire for people to come into your kingdom and they're not going to come unless they hear your word. And so, Lord, help us to sow wherever we have opportunity. Help us to share. Lord, help us not to worry about the results. You know, in your parable, you told us that the results vary. But, Lord, just help us to be sowers and sow seed. Lord, we just thank you for that. We thank you for being with us. Lord, I pray that if anyone has a need for prayer this morning, Lord, if there's something on their heart or something they're struggling with or something they need encouraged about, Lord, just encourage them to come up and let the prayer team pray for them at the end of the service. Lord, we just thank you for your presence with us. Dismiss us now with your blessing. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.